Hi, everybody. This is your cousin, Brucey. And you know, you're listening to the Fab Four Free For All with Mitch Axelrod, Rob Leonard, and Tony Traguato. Hello and welcome to another edition of Fab Four Free For All, the um, Beatles video and audio podcast on the internet that we used to say was weekly and now it's sort of whenever the heck we want it to be. It's weekly in our minds. It's weekly in our minds, right? (laughs) That's very good. That should be recorded. It's very weekly. Oh, (laughs) I I have dreams that we're doing shows while I'm sleeping. That's 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 why I I fall asleep during this show. That's scary. Hopefully our audience doesn't fall asleep. (laughs) No. Well, well, as, (laughs) as you can hear, there's often some frivolity here. And uh, I'm your host, Tony Chiguardo. I'm being joined by, as I always am, by my dear friends, Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Hey, everybody. And Mr. Rob Leonard. Hello, all. And um, the, the topic this week is, uh, or this episode, is um, uh, one that we know is probably near and dear to uh, the hearts of a lot of the folks who listen to the show on a regular basis. And um, we, of course, all, if you're listening to this, you're a fan of the music of the Beatles, but um, there is that crossover point where it goes from being a fan to being a collector. So we're going to look at some of the different facets of collecting and and uh, our personal involvement with collecting uh, the Beatles and how it uh, how we came upon it. And I think that's a really good place to start. Um, we all, obviously, three of us are all obviously fans of the music, or we wouldn't be here. But um, what I was thinking was, when did Uh, You start enjoying the music. And then when did it get to a point that you found yourself um, collecting the music? Now, Mitch had a point because Mitch is sort of more of a first generation collector. But to so anyway, we go. So, Mitch, when did you start with the music and and when did it, you know? Well, as everybody knows, I started with the music when I was two. So the music hit me right away. Um, as far as when is the crossover, you know, when we're when we're listening to the music and the Beatles put out a new record every whatever few months. No way the two or three or four or five or seven year old said in me said, wow, you're a collector. You're just buying the music at that point. And I think that's, you know, I think there's a, a point later in time when you, quote, become the collector um, although, as I've discussed with you offline, Tony and Rob, I think there's a line, a fine line between music and the memorabilia, you know, the ephemera, the, the magazine. Oh, sure. So sure. But we all so, started with the music, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we also started buying, you know, 16 magazine there you go. Or the Beatles invade New York with the Beatles versus Dave Clark five magazine on the stands. But at that point in your life, were you a collector? Yes, but you were not a self-proclaimed collector. Everybody else probably thought of you at, like my parents probably thought of me as a collector because now I'm collecting magazines and such and the music, but it's only in the last, it's only in the last like, 20 years, I would say, or 15 years even, that the the music became something to collect. Because, you know, now we're getting okay. like 
in my eyes, because right, now right. we're getting like archive releases and, and this and that. So right. now it's a collector's edition. They call it that now. So on something. So on everything. Then, they weren't calling the white album <laughs> the collector's right. edition. They were no, well, I'm, well, but I'm talking about magazines. So you talk about magazines nowadays. It usually it's something happens and then they say collector's edition, you know, because they know people like us are going to go and buy it. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. worse, someone we know, whether it's family or friends, will get it for of us course. thinking we need it. Right. Oh, that. but you just brought up a great point, Rob. And Tony had this, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Rob, your point of wanting it versus needing it is going to yep. come yep. up in this show. That's a and great point. So in a way, it's sort of, you know, and, and to get to, you know, uh, up with your story next, Rob, it's, it's, it's that idea. I think what Mitch is alluding or what you're alluding to is the idea that we go from, we sort of go from accruing to collecting. Like it's sort of, you know, because uh, yeah, it's not called collecting. Like, like no, I would never call going into a music store and p- picking a picture sleeve of the Beatles. I wouldn't say I'm collecting this. I'm buying it well, to listen to the music. All right. At the time you're saying at that. the time. Okay. So yeah. Rob, go ahead. So how did it, Actually, I'm not a huge collector per se. I like the music. You know, it started for me, of course, with Wings Over America, though. I was just thinking about this just minutes ago. Uh, Yellow Submarine, when I was six years old, you know, the movie had come out. I still remember people singing to the chorus, at least in the hallway at, at my school. And there was a lot of stuff, you know, there were lunch boxes and yeah. various other things, which, of course, I got none of that. You know, um, I wasn't a Beatles fan and my parents didn't know to buy it. And I probably would have, uh, you know, let's say I got the lunchbox because I had a Harlem Globetrotters lunchbox, which got destroyed several times, you know, because I, I too because of the cartoon. I love yes. the cartoon. So uh, if I had a Beatles yellow submarine lunchbox from 1969, I'm sure it would have been hanging out with the Harlem Globetrotters one, which is somewhere in a in the, um, the landfill, the landfill in Oceanside or something uh, or Long Beach, whichever one you want to choose. So it I didn't really start collecting, collecting. I remember getting there was a magazine called The Beatles Are Back. Oh, yeah. It came out in like 78. Yep. And I was just there starting like to get different into, versions of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I mean, I think they put it, uh, re put it out when John died or murdered was murdered. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I. I <laughs> I started, you know what I started collecting and it, and because I'm in radio, it, it intrigued me and Tony, you're in radio too. Sorry, bitch, but you're a collector of, of, of records. So when I first got hired at WHPC radio in 1983, they had a, a wall of 45s. Now, no one used them. And I was like, wow. And they, you know, they had like mono and stereo on both sides on most of these singles. I'm like, wow, look at this. And then when I worked at WGBB, they had older versions of those singles. You know, maybe they didn't have um, mono stereo because in the 60s, they didn't do that. Uh, But those are like the two places where I said, hey, you know, these have been left behind. Maybe I should, you know, borrow them or put them into my collection. And with the Beatles stuff, I did have them uh, go where they are more loved. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, eventually they threw all the singles away at our station. And there part of it was my doing because I took the Beatles stuff, but we got rid of the rest of it because we had it on vinyl. We had it on an LP. So wow. why save the 45, which I found out later was a mistake. <laughs> Lots but did of you different- consider yourself a collector then? 
No, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not like, um, you know what I would like, I'd like some reissues of some of the stuff from 64 and 65, the Beatles, uh, flip your wig game. I would oh. love to have a, a reprint of that. Okay. But that's, that's ephemera, but let me, let me toss this out to you there, Rob. Once you, once you get wings over America, right. Is it a, is it a conscious, conscious effort to start going backwards? Because yes. to me, yes, yes. So, so arguably, I think once you start going backwards and you're not accruing as things come out, because after Wings Over America is going to be what? London Town? London Town, which London I bought. Town. Right. And, and then after London Town is back to the egg. But did you start pursuing a, gee, well, I'm now going to go get Ben on the run and maybe Venus and Mars and maybe. No, no, I actually, um, I, uh, Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl came out in what, May of 77. Yeah. I got the Wings Over America in April. And, you know, the 75, 76, 77 was the three years of the live album, you know, you know, Rock a lot of music. live love songs. Yeah. Lot, well, not, I'm not talking about Beatles. I'm talking about the live album. So you have, um, you know, Frampton. Well, Frampton was the big one. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kiss, Kiss Alive. Kiss alive. Um, and Alive know, too. Alive too. Uh, Budokan for Cheap Trick was 79, but that's sort of, you know, the last one of that era. Um, no, but not, I don't, I don't really collect, collect things like, like Mitch, I think collects things. I'd consider I do, certain yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that later. But but, well, I, I, but like I said, the if if I can find a flip your wig game that was a reprint, I'd be happy because I don't want to pay two hundred dollars for it or whatever the going price is on eBay, and that's part of the thing. I mean, part of it is I have no connection to it, though. I think it's kind of a cool thing. The box and the right. you know, I, I hear it takes right. like less than twenty minutes to actually play it from right. beginning to end. Uh, but I, I would like to have that. I'd I'd like to have the talcum powder. Just to say, you know, when you come into my bathroom, you'd see the Beatles talcum powder, you know. So so when you when you think of the idea of you're you're not going to go try to pursue any of these originals, if one falls in your lap, you'd be ecstatic. But yes, yes, you're um, not going to pursue it. So what where would you say that it like I say, McCart a new McCartney album comes out, but there's a single with a B side that's not on the album. Do you need to go get the single? I probably didn't know it at that time when I first started. I probably could. Uh, so, well, at that time, they, let's see. With a little luck, didn't have a B side that was separate. No. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm amazed. Didn't. Uh, Again, if it's of the period, are you collecting? All right. Well, I see, but I don't know. I think that's that line crossing. If you're, if you're going out to get the single because you love with a little luck. And with a little luck's a bad example. If you go out right. and buy how well, actually, that's a good example. Well, well but there is no B side. I'm talking about something with a non LPB. Come, side. come oh, on, okay. people. So if you're going to go, well, I mean, going back even earlier, you're going to yeah, go okay. buy Helen Wheels because I hear Helen Wheels on the radio. I love it. And you're never in your life going to play the B side, even though the B side's not on the album. Then you're a collector. Or, no, no. See, I think the opposite. I think if you go uh -huh. and you get it and you're flipped, you get it home and you go, Oh, look, there's a song I've never heard. And it's not on the album. You know, the album comes oh, out. It's I, not I on thought the album. you just said you were never going to play the B-side, but you had to have it. Oh, OK. Yeah, right. That's then you're a collector. Too. That's a collector, too. That's yeah, a but a lot of times uh, you get the B-side and you listen to it. And it's like, OK, that's not bad. You didn't buy it just to have it. You bought it to have it to listen to. Yeah. Like you didn't buy it. Like you didn't go and say, I'm going to have every McCartney 45 from every release. No, no. Then you're I, a collector. I, I, 
But if you want it, if you bought it because you said, you know, again, if it's a if it's a non LPB side. So are uh, you saying that you you limit you can't be a quote collector if you're just in for the music? No, I'm not. And it's a it's See, a that, weird, I, it's I, gray area. It's a hard it, line. It's a it's 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 a fine line. It's a fine uh, line. Uh, <laughs> but I understand rough. what you're talking about. But I think you know. You have to know that the B side isn't going to end up, and they never tell you that. And and also, when you mentioned with a little luck, there was a radio edit, of course, that many of course. stations played, which yep. was on Wingspan. Right. And right. you might be looking for that version and hear the long version. And you got to remember, when I was fourteen, I didn't buy the LPs first because I wanted to hear it. You know, back then, radio played actual tracks from it, but yeah. I might buy the single first because I've heard that. You know, with a little luck, I heard a lot. I heard uh, an edited version. I heard the long version. I I had a friend who, when I was young, bought the band on the run single and was really pissed off because it was too long. Yeah. Yeah. He, but the, he was used to the AM version. And what's what's this with about rabbits? Like, what is that? That's that, and, and, and the AM version was horrible edit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, terrible at it. But that's but if that's what people knew. Yeah. But you're me, right. That's what people would know. Yeah. For many me, cases, I, I started with inheriting a couple of singles from uh from my sister and 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 her friends and stuff but i i gotten all i need is love back with baby or a rich man and and i still to this day get off on seeing the orange yellow swirl label of baby or a rich oh yeah man. when i got a new set of speakers one of the first things i threw on was the 45 of baby or a rich man just here and uh and i had i want to hold your hand sorry standing there but the thing that i think for me like i could actually look at and say flip the switch from a person who liked the music to collector was the insert that came with 62 to 66 and 67 70. Yeah, no, that's, that's when point. it all went wrong for me because you pulled out this insert and it listed all of the Beatles albums and all of the Beatles singles. Yeah, no. And there it was like a checklist almost. Yeah, oh no, it was. It was a challenge to a lot of people. It was a challenge. And that was to me was like, OK, the gauntlet's been thrown, you know, um, even if some of it was incorrect, <laughs> even though some of it was incorrect, like thingamabob. I mean, right. really, yeah. you know, um, but but I think, you know, it then also started to go beyond the music. So for for any now, Rob, you're saying it never really sort of went too far beyond the music for you magazines stuff like that a couple of magazines um but then i started by beetle bootlegs and there you go so that's what i was going to ask and, so, and that's the, the other step there's like it's like you're coming up to a, a divide and uh, you say okay i really like this band oh look there's this live album called five nights in the judo arena what's that about all right oh, what's back in 64 at the hollywood bowl what is that about and all of a sudden you're, you're walking down that path a little bit especially in 77, 78, when there wasn't a lot of bootlegs to begin with. No, no. And so I think I followed that path a little more. And then I found the Washington, D.C. show, which was a horrible pressing that I actually mailed away for because there were ads in the back of Rolling Stone magazine, you know, for, you know, someplace. It was someplace in North Carolina, North Carolina, Pied Piper Records. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was Pied Piper, but it was Piper was the big one in North Carolina. But that's so, you know, there's you know, you sort of can get that split in the road. And you're like, hmm, okay. okay. And then you're like, okay, oh, look, another one. And then and then you start getting intrigued by it because, well, how'd they come out? You know, Where'd they come from. 
Yeah, they, they're, they're not listed stuff. in sixty-two to sixty-six and sixty-seven. Oh, they're not. 70. So, so Rob, so, if you're buying bootlegs, then you are a collector, right? I guess I would be, but not. I didn't think of it that way. I, I thought yeah, of it exactly. as. I I never thought of it as a collecting thing, but you know, like I like Billy Joel, but I don't have, I don't think any bootlegs. I have some tapes, right. but I don't have records of of bootlegs. But of it his. comes back to that idea of you know, do do we have like okay? So Mitch will jump over you. You went beyond the music in a couple of areas. Well, I went beyond the music. You know, I I had Beatle cards, but again, while you're doing it of the period. I'm not considering that a collector. Well, it's funny because now if I want to go out and get Beatle cards at the age of 60, then guess what? I'm collecting them. That to me, I think age has a lot to do with it. I think also, you know, like, like it's weird because the Rolling Stones are still a, a viable entity, right? A band. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if I'm, if I'm buying Rolling Stone bubble gar- bubblegum cards, you know, I'm still I'm collecting that. But if I'm buying the current Rolling Stones album, now I'm not collecting their music unless I go, like you said, Tony, go back in the past. You know, and I and yeah. I and I yeah. want to yeah. get like you know twelve by five or whatever. So that's a different story. It's so weird because I never considered records as a quote collecting thing until I got older or until the Beatles ceased to exist as a band. Because when they ceased to exist as a band, then they weren't putting out any new products. So anything I bought was going back in the past yes, to collect. To collect. All right. right. So do, does does peer involvement have anything to do with it? Where, where I'm going with this is I had peers by the time I got to fifth and sixth grade, for instance. And I, and I had neighbors. Uh, shout out to, to my neighbors who when I lived in Manor Haven were fellow Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, my friend Barry was the first time I saw it back in 64 at the Hollywood bowl, you know, and I was maybe all of eight and I, but I needed to have it. You know, I had to have it, you know, but did, does a, does peer involvement change it from, I just like stuff to, I, because what's someone going to say to you? Well, how big is your collection? Well, what do you have? How many well, things do you have? How many mm-hmm. albums do you have? I, you know, I didn't have any. None of my friends were really Beatle fans. So, but did they? Like, col- did any of them collect music though? No. Really? Matter, matter of fact, my friend Bob, when uh, he got CDs for all his vinyl, he gave me all his vinyl. And about a year ago, he gave me all the CDs from the vinyl he doesn't have, and now he doesn't need the CDs because he has Spotify. But that's different though, because that's just format changes. <laughs> no, but that's I know that, but that's that he didn't care about the music as much because right. he can get on Spotify. That's to him, okay. that's all matters. Okay, and, and, so he wasn't holding he wasn't holding dear to anything that was a physical format. No, it wasn't like he bought this okay. at Corvettes or he bought it at Sam Goodies. And yeah, we can remember memory. Well, there's a sticker on the album that's still there from right 1980 or something, right. which I've done. I've I've gone to uh you know my my record stores and if there has a Corvette sticker on it like an F or a G, I buy it if it's a dollar. You know, just with a sticker. That's funny. That's funny because. Tony, when I was in, am I a collector there? Or am I just wasting my money? I, mean, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a little above. I mean, you know, really, doesn't that kind of anyway? So when I was in elementary school, I remember a, a kid named Hank. He had a he had a Hollywood Bowl album, and I said, "What's that?" Because I was already you know into the Beatles. What's that? And he said, "Oh, I got it at this record store in Syosset, you know, where I grew up." And 
I had to then go to that record store. And that's where I found for $2.99 all my bootlegs. You had so to that's say swordfish. You had to say swordfish and be yeah. allowed back behind it anyway. Well, no, I just had to say, here's my money. Here's my $2.99. <laughs> but, but that made me a collector because a lot of those I didn't even listen to in the beginning. I just thought the covers were cool because they were different, even though they were garbage. I mean, we all know what the, the original bootlegs look like and right. and they, the foldovers and they're just horrible. Xeroxes. Yeah, well, yeah, right. But I mean, Studio Sessions 2 or 1 with the Beatles on the beach from Help, I've never seen that cover. And I'm like, wow, I have to have it. So did I ever play it? Yes, maybe once and then put it away. So I John singing Honey that. Don't, man. John I know, I know. It, it, was, it was cool. Renaissance Minstrels was cool. Yes. But uh, because Men- Renaissance Minstrels had uh, the third one, I think, had solo stuff. So yep. I, I, I love that. But again, I didn't. I didn't consider myself a collector because it was music. I still have a hard time deciphering whether collecting is music until like now. So when you went, when you said like the ephemera, I had the bubblegum cards. I had the yellow submarine lunchbox, Rob, uh, which I beat to shit because, you know, whatever uh, I was, how old, seven, uh, five, whatever it was, um, or you know, probably seven. So, you know, I took it to school. I used it. I didn't collect the lunchbox. Now, if I buy it, I'm collecting it because I don't need it. And again, that's what we come in want and need, or even, even usefulness because things like the lunchbox were something right. to use. It wasn't something that I was going to collect and put on my shelf. I used it. So did I consider myself collecting that? No. But if I buy it now, because I'm, I don't need a lunchbox to go to work, <laughs> then I'm collecting it. You know? So there is that difference. I think, again, I think age has a lot to do with it. It depends if you're looking back. Sometimes people buy things because they think it's worth something financially. And I think a lot of course I I don't. I mean, if I don't have any connection to it, you know, what's you know, I I mean, I guess we would know if it was something worthwhile, you know, to have or to sell. But, you know, then you got to sell it and then you have to find someone. And then, you know, what? if somebody offered me 20 flip your wig games for three bucks a piece, I'd buy them all and be flipping them. Well, here's, here's here's the thing, though. You know, I I recently bought something. Collected. Uh-oh. No, no, it wasn't a lot of money at all. It was like 15 bucks. But it it took me back to my childhood, a direct moment in child not just though the beatles but i used to walk with my father to the the candy store to, and then see the magazines and all that you know the card store the candy store whatever it was who, that sold everything and outside of it i told i've told this before on other shows they had the, the you know the bubblegum machines and the you know for a nickel you get buttons and all that crap and the beetle buttons are out there too but in one of the capsules there was a little sticker and it unfolded and, and you know had the four heads of the beetles on it and i always thought of that as a great memory of me and my dad who's no longer here and when i saw it come up on ebay i bought it i don't even know where it is in my house right now and i probably do but but and it has nothing to do with with like me needing it i just wanted it because i wanted a memory of my childhood uh, so that's a different thing because if you go and buy you know if you played let's say you played flip your wig when you were two, three, four years old and you didn't have it again, but you bought it. Or even if you bought a repro of it, uh, that would take you back to your childhood. I think a lot of music does that too. 
you know, when they release these archive things, I think a lot of us buy it because, number one, it does take us back. We have the music. I mean, we have the, the, mm. the American albums. Do we need it on CD? No. We, but we bought it because we want to have it for whatever reason we did. Are we because that was a new release? Are we a collector of that? No. Well, and, but now you, I think we get into the generational schism. We get into the yeah. idea that, you know, for us, you know, when the, when the American albums come out on CD, there's a nostalgia to them. Absolutely. So we're going to pick them up and want to go pursue a box set of the Beatles American releases, whereas a 25-year-old Beatles fan um, is going to look at those as these, these unique anomalies. And, well, do I need these things? You know, let's face it, the Beatles CD, the flip over of the canon was 1987. You're going back how many how many years ago? You know, when when the British catalog became 35. Right. That's the Beatles catalog. So a 30 year old Beatles collector sees sees the the, the the 30 year old Beatles collector, the 30 year old Beatles fan. Thank you. You're a good call. But the 30 year old Beatles fan is seeing a release like the Beatles. and, And I think. Are we right in saying that that's where the line now starts to get drawn? Is that 30-year-old fan who is going out to go buy the box set of the American albums, are they a collector? They're, they're not just a fan mm. of the music. They're going out to buy those anomalies because they're collectors. Yeah. Uh, you know? I, I, understand, I don't understand where you're coming from, but one there, there are two advantages to the American albums, which they didn't do for the British. First of all, they put the mono and the stereo on because yeah. they could. Yeah. And that helps you enjoy the records even more because you get you don't have to pay double for it like you had to do for the mono box. And um, this, the second thing is, you know, the 2014s, they sort of corrected some of the dual phonics where the 2004, 2006, they left the dual phonics stuff in there. Right. So but, you know, do you count both of them as your, oh, my God, I need both. Well, for us, yeah, we 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 have both. Uh, I know you you guys have it. I know I have it too. And so, by the way, for anybody who's who's not sure what Rob's talking about, are the Capital albums, which were the two sort of sets that came with what were they four four, four albums each, each yeah. four U.S. albums each, versus the the 2014 box set of all of the U.S. Albums. Right, and of course they they made it a little tricky by Beatles uh, story. separating Beatles story. You know, it's like, come on, guys. You know, that's the one. I, that's the one I really want on CD because it's never John come Lennon, the chief Beatle. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But we have it now, though. Yeah, right. I know. But you had to buy the whole box set instead of, you know, I just you wouldn't want to just separate. buy the one. I don't need to buy Revolver as as part of the model. But, but if you need to hear a Beatles interview from 1964, all of which has information that we all know as fans and and sound bites you can easily hear on youtube but if you need to own beatles story you're a collector hit it bingo are you and that's the thing you just said rob i think you said it perfectly and you don't even know you said it well thank you (laughs) no you said (laughs) i didn't you know why they stopped with beatles story because do you need beatles story no but by having it now you collected it because you, again, like Tony said, it's an interview album. You yeah. don't need it. 
it doesn't it doesn't do anything in your in your I'm going to say collection in your music collection uh, other than probably just sit. Right. So so but you needed it to finish off the set, the set. It's like um, that's a collector. When, when I play parts of interview albums, I always say this is something you won't play at a party, but you'll be interested outside of it. <laughs> well, maybe some of your parties because you not play my the album. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, you've played two versions at some of your parties. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah. That's, that's the way you, you clear them out. Uh, <laughs> well, that's but, but can I I wanted to say something. You were talking about the, 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 the trading cards in yeah. 64. They came out and I didn't. Obviously, I didn't have them, but you have a Mitch. Yeah. But remember when they put them out in the 80s? You know, that, that was a new version. There was and, a, no, there was a series four and five that came out as bootleg. No, I oh, mean the nineties. Oh, I guess it was the nineties. River That's Group hard. was ninety two, and yeah. sports cards, uh, sports, uh, whatever it was called, um, they, that was ninety six. But but think about the 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 attitude towards buying the ones in sixty four. You're you're this new fan. Oh, the, this is something new I can look at. You know, and, and re, you know re, put in imprints my memory of their faces from the cards in my mind. And then the ones from the nineties, you know, you're at a different point of your life. You're buying them because you're going to put them in nice plastic sheets and, you know, then you'll put them in a, a you know, loose leaf binder and then you'll look at them every, you know, but I believe, I believe even the tagline on the boxes said, collect them all. Yes. Well, they say that for a lot of things. So I understand, you know, but, yeah, but that's, they know we're we're collecting those cards. Well, I, 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 I like both I need of them. the 90s cards. No, I bought the 90s cards because I really thought the pictures were kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I, did and too. I did. They were, they were and the 96 ones were even better. So I, I, I did get it for that reason. And I did read them all and I did look at them all. So it wasn't like I was, quote, collecting them just to put in a pretty binder to sure. have for, sure. you know, my kids to to sell for a dollar. But, but I'm going to go to this. If you found yeah. out that there was a. Uh, if you found out that there was a a, a rare one. No, no. The, you was, know what? There were there were chase sets. Yeah, of course. But that's where I'm going. So, and, in other and words, yes, I had to have. Them. Right. So. So when, whenever there is an air of completism. Oh, that's a good point. Whenever there's an air. When, and again, I go back to the music because we look at that list on 62 to 66 and the list on 67, 70. And let's face it. You are now made aware once you once you learn the contents of the album. You now started to realize inner light, I'm down, and you know my name, look up my number. You needed to have those three singles. And then you listen so, to you know my name and you didn't need it. Right. No, <laughs> but didn't want I it. love you. Know my name. But but well, I but, did, but not at the time. But if you if you were if you were chasing down those three singles, you're a collector. Were you a collector? Because you're, you're a completist of in any form. So well, yeah, but oh. some people are, are collect are completists, but maybe they're not collectors. So. How can you? <laughs> but I know, but I know what you're saying, and, and um, you know, I'm down comes out in rock and roll music, and they know it's you know something people are looking for. It hasn't come out on LP yet. Perfect. And then the Rarities yeah. album, the Inner Light, and uh, you know my name. So uh, they knew about this. Um, you know, there's a couple of things they missed on the Rarities album. The six hi hat open of uh, yeah. all my loving, but that's that's yeah, stuff like that. That's like obsessive completism. Well, but, that's, you know, yeah. but you know what? You didn't need to you didn't need to buy any of those albums unless you wanted the true stereo from real music of this and that. Unless you wanted like I'm down and you didn't get it uh, on this on the 45. Right. Then you're collecting with the channels reversed. Yes. 
but 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 think about it. Oh, good. Capital starts out with the red and the blue albums. Those are two of the biggest selling albums of all time. Um, not just for the Beatles, but for for everything. Yes. Then they do rock and roll music, which is sort of the same attitude that the the red and the blue have, but it's you know it has bad packaging. It had you know it, it was okay, but it wasn't. Then they do love songs, which not everything was a love song. Nope. And then rarities made sense, though it wasn't true rarities. And then real music is the epitome of what not to do. Right. And, then, and then what, what happened after rarities? They said, okay, we're going to start doing something different. Maybe we'll do something called sessions. And then of course that doesn't come out, but at least they had thought about because they'd reached the end of, I don't want to say ripping people off because that's the wrong thing, but they'd reached the end of how to repackage some of the stuff. But now, nowadays, when people find out that, you know, real music was the first album to have, I think, four different true stereos of songs. Right. Then they go by real. Then they go by real music right now. And that's a collector because you don't have to have the true stereo. You that's want true. it. So now you're. But again, with the music, I think. I want to get into a little area here where and Tony, tell me if, if you don't want me to go here, but um, I think with music, as we go on and as we get these new archives or, uh, you know, uh, ultimate mixes or whatever we get, or, you know, the new remixes of, of Harrison and stuff. And oddly enough, Ringo's the only one not to do this yet. Um, and, and the Ringo album needs it bad, but, um, or we need it bad, actually. That one I need to collect. But no, you're right. You're right. music, though, you know, as we get older, do forget about the 75 different color versions. That's that is a true collector, because if you have to and that's the epitome of the word collection, because if you have to have every single version of McCartney three, because it's red, blue, yellow, green, orange, swirl and crap, you, that's a collector because all you really need but, is the black vinyl. But that goes back to something we were talking about, too, about the got got to have it and want to have it of the yes, older collector to, but even so if, well that's, that's well if you want to have it if, if i want to have a white one right because i love white vinyl i think it looks cool so i'm yeah. gonna get three but i'm not gonna buy the black vinyl one i'm going to chase down a white vinyl one because that's, that's what i want i don't need to have all of them well but if you start but buying if, multiples which people did as, as long as you buy you could buy any color you want. You could buy blue if that's your only color. Right. right but right. once you start buying more than one color, you're a you don't need that unless there's something on each color that was not on the other album. And that wasn't the case. Right. So and I'm not killing McCartney for this, whatever it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that this I'm using an example because there was so many different color variations. But so Paul, as soon as Paul's done that for the last one, bunch of, Paul's done that for the last bunch of records where yes. he has a regular version, then there's a collector's version, then there's a version. Well, he that, actually calls it a collector's yeah, version. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's doing almost on purpose. Not, for, I don't think it's for the money. I think it's just for the excitement of collecting that he knows that many fans will buy something for the collection purpose. But I, what I wanted to get into is as we get older, you know, again, I as of this, I just turned 60 a week ago. And do we... Why do we look forward to a new remixing or remaster of something we already have? Well, I want to I want to 
get there. Okay. But I want to, I want to detour us for one thing. We've, sure. we've been through as first generation fans, as someone who started collecting in the, in the early, very early seventies, Rob started mid seventies becoming a fan. We've been through so many different variations. Did we get to a point along the way anywhere where in the back of our mind, we were thinking to ourselves, sucker. Like, did we, did we think like, I real and also was there anything that that we had buyer buyers remorse about during the course of that, and that I think it'll lead us into the as we get older and now all the new reissues and things like that and the whys and wherefores. But I don't think I don't think I've ever had buyers remorse. So you've never purchased something and then gone home and gone, what the hell did I need that for? No, I had buyers remorse on some bootlegs. Yeah, that's there a different story. Yeah, 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 but but yeah, that's a I different story because that. that wasn't an official yeah. release. So and you knew no, but that still was bootlegs would be, you know, risky quality. Yeah, but that's yeah, a but, fair cop though on Rob's part, I think. No, but you know the problem okay. is you you start to get a couple of good ones in a row, yeah. and you start thinking that oh they actually start caring, and then all of a sudden you get some piece of crap which yeah. was recorded. You know, the microphone was you know twenty miles away, and it was in a in a bottle or something, and 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 yeah, that's yeah. the problem where you know and and then bootlegs sort of got better in the mid eighties with the BBC stuff and uh, some of the other stuff, but there was some stuff in the early eighties, which just, you know, there wasn't a lot of material there and it was just crap. You got and, something like 20 by four where you got 20 songs and like nine of them were like, wow, this is really cool. And the other 11 yeah. were like, what the hell am I listening to? Yes, exactly. I've that, yeah. But, I've had but, buyers from most of the yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's part of that. As we're saying, that's part of the collecting thing, especially when it comes to the Beatles, because, <clears throat> you know, the Beatles were unique. I think in the seventies and eighties in terms of the fact that look, let's face it. Once you got to the eighties, everybody was being bootlegged Zeppelin and Dylan and Elton. And, but I, I have to argue, I have to put the argument that Dylan and the Beatles were the big ones in the seventies. So yeah. if you were a collector in the seventies, like I was, we were buying the bootlegs and you were too much pretty, you know, yeah, oh, I saw you, really. you know, so, um, but now, all right. So swinging it toward now, yeah. Or swinging it toward the idea of of Getting reissues, older. remasters, um, expand. And I'm going to we're skipping over one really major thing when it comes to Beatles and collecting. What happened to our brains when the anthology series came out? Was I, that was that did, did that cross like did you did you run after anthology because you collected the Beatles or was it strictly because Oh my God! This was new music. It's new music. You, you new can't music. call. You can't call it collecting because it was new. Right. Or, okay. or new variations. I agree. Um, I, agree. I, I thought. I thought the anthology. I looked back at that. I'm like, what happens if they'd released it as a six disc box? Not many people would have bought it. Right. But what if they had released it as six individual discs? Disc one mm -hmm. would have not been bought because there's a lot of low fidelity on that on some of those tracks and you have to be oh. a fan to listen to, uh, you know, in the, uh, in spite of all the danger or something. If it came out first, Rob, and was the first edition and it came out first as a single disc, a lot of people would not have bought disc two or disc right. three or so. Right. So you're right about that. They, so doing two at a time, especially the second disc of volume one, uh, you know, that starts. And then, you know, the two discs of the second one are just, you know, this is, so fantastic. And the third one was had a lot of solo stuff, you know, 
what became Beatles stuff. And, and, and it's nice to see how it became. But, um, you know, based on sales, everyone bought the first one, uh, but then turned it into their local used record store because they said, what the hell is this? And then the second one was kept. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I loved I loved that whole time with the anthologies because uh, it wasn't just the Beatles putting this stuff out in EMI, whatever. A lot of stores picked up on the fact that people were buying Beatles stuff. So, you know, Tower had its own uh, CD. If you bought it there, uh, the Wiz had something. Uh, uh, there was uh, what was it? Uh, Music Land had a, a interview yeah. disc. If yeah. You bought it there, yeah, yeah. and they're in the Midwest. So uh, everyone had their own connection. You don't see that with any other artists. I'm, I'm gonna of a release. I'm gonna just jump back and ask ask a question that relates to the older concept of quote collecting. Um, did any of us pursue purposely pursue multiple formats of Beatles recordings? No, if I, I got either. them, I, if I got it for a birthday gift, it was, I never, I never pursued like cassettes. Okay. Or, or eight tracks. No, um, I only own cassettes because people have given them to me or I've got okay. them really like I have the traveling Wilburys volumes one and three. Uh, I got them from a friend. Uh, he was getting rid of stuff. Um, the only time I've cared about multiple formats, if it's like, I didn't have the anthology on vinyl for a while. I do now. Um, I'd like to have love on vinyl and I just don't have that. Right. Um, right. And what's the other one? I think Broad Street. Oh, oh, was- oh my, my other one is uh, a few years ago at the fest when it was still in um, the swamp, I'm walking around and I see this guy and he had, he didn't have much on his table, but he had uh, the real love 45 and the free as a bird 45. And he was selling them for $3 each. And I said to him, is that price right? Because yeah, I got to get rid of them. I'm like, you, can I buy more than one? And he goes, yes. And I was going to buy the whole damn set because then $3, I could resell them. But then I said, you know what? I'm not going to resell them because that takes right. work. So right. I bought three of each. You know, so if I play one, I can have the other two and then, you know, but that is something I did where I already had the CD. You know, I, ha- I actually had the cassettes of Free as a Bird and Real Love because they were 49 cents at, at Tower. You know, they right. they lower the price so they could sell more and get on the billboard charts. And, and so, we and we all fell. We all fell. Well, go ahead, Mitch. What were you going to say? You, you I used was to gonna the- say, well, uh, the first of all, Broad Street. I had to have on CD because it had extended versions, right. not on the vinyl. Bonus material. But yes. but um, also in terms of like the real love and free as a bird, there was a single that only had two songs. Right, right. It that's, didn't have the four that were on the CD single. Right. The, so well, that's an EP. That was different, right. That's but an EP. I want to get back to the anthology a second, Rob, because you just put something in my head. It was new music at the time. Yeah. All right, guys. But, but. Every major magazine picked up on the Beatles. The Beatles are back. Forbes had them on the cover. I mean, yeah. there must have been 15 different magazines that I collected. There you go. <laughs> Even though the new music the was C-word. there, I still collected those. Did I read Forbes? No. Did I right. read the Newsweek? No. They were cool covers. I still have them. I collected it. Did I need them? Nope. I wanted them because you know what? 
It was the Beatles, and it was so cool to see 15 different magazines in Barnes & Noble or Borders or wherever I bought them at Walden Books at the time. But uh, literally, it was cool. So I did collect. So that, in terms of the anthology. So that is that a collection. Yeah, that's definitely collected. And there were, again, if it was 1965 and you're a little three-year-old Mitch is in the store and you're pointing to the magazine so your mom could buy them. You know, no, but I read those. You're, but and you're a uh, okay. Okay, good I did point. read all those. I, I remember yeah. reading all the letters to the editor and all the the pen pal stuff. I didn't know what the heck you're, I was reading, but you were a literally not collect. Correct, and that's, that and you know. But again, let's get back to the 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 age thing, if you don't mind. Well, hold on, hold on. I just yeah. want to go back to what you were just saying about the magazine. Sure. I just it's sure. it's a personal thing. When I saw the Newsweek magazine, the Beatles are back. I was in Roosevelt Field and I'm passing a kiosk and I'm, I'm walking. I see that. And it's October of 1995. And I saw that and I said, it's time to bring back my Beatles show. And literally, like it was either a week before or a week after WHPC bought out WBAU's license that we'd shared with them. So seeing that thing triggered my thought process as to say, you know what? It's time to bring back the Beatles show because I've been thinking about it for a long time. But that specific magazine cover. Interesting. I see that and I say, it's time to come back. And I called my former now former program director who is still there. And I said, you know, how, how do we do this? And, you know, we've been doing it ever since. What about the idea that, you know, we've seen phases of for us again, we were already in it. But 76 saw Beatlemania, the Broadway show, it saw it saw the, the Bill Sargent, well, 77, you know, 77 saw Bill, you know, and Bill Sargent wanting them to reunite, you know, it's et cetera. And then 1980 was Lennon was John Lennon's murder. 1995 was in each of these periods. There were there were all of that ephemera. You know, there were all sorts of really macabre, the, you know, the John Lennon period stuff. Then there was the 95 era stuff. So, again, that's that to me, that's collecting. Yes. You know, even as macabre as the Lennon stuff was, people were buying those magazines when they came yes. out. And people were buying the Daily you News know, and, and yeah, the newspapers just to have it on the cover. Just to have the collections. Right. Um, but, you know, again, moving ahead now to the idea of of all of these these things that are, are coming out and these these, you know, archive boxes and things like that. Um, what what do you do with the idea that if we look at it, that this stuff was coming out when we were growing up and we were accruing, not collecting, what do you do with the 15-year-old Beatle fan who now, do they just go out and buy, you know, buy the Sgt. Pepper album? Or does the, the young person, the 14, 15-year-old person who is starting to become a fan of the Beatles, are they sort of not being automatically thrown into the deep end of, collecting because you're not going to go out and buy the single album of Sgt. Pepper when you could save up a little more Quan or ask mom and dad for your birthday to get the box set. Yeah. So but pushing young fans into collecting. It, it depends if Spotify has the bonus tracks Ooh. on Spotify or any other service, because nowadays a 15 year old kid you know, you can hear some of these tracks that you have to buy, you know, on the CDs and say, oh, OK, I have it on Spotify and or whatever music service you use. Yeah. 
And that's a little different because you don't have to spend the money. You, you can, can buy the regular listen. remixed album and then listen elsewhere. Yeah, so you can right. have the, you can have the standard Beatles collection of the albums. Right. And still now. So Mitch, but some of the some of Spotify has the, the bonus track or, the, or there there are other places like and, and this All is a whole other show. Now. All of them have the deluxe editions now. Yeah. So and on on YouTube, there's uh, the Paul McCartney show at Grand Central. You know, right. and that's, you know, that's an official release of Paul's that went through YouTube. Right. So, right. you know, and then that there's a uh, Spotify has uh, the, the singles that um, that P Paul recorded uh, some live show at Abbey Road. And th those are only specifically on Spotify. So okay. it, it, I think it depends on how you collect now as a 15 year old. Now, all right. Well, and that leads to what Mitch, what you were talking, you were starting to talk about. Yeah, I, I I wanted to talk about the age thing only because if if they put out Sgt. Pepper, which they did in 17, we were looking forward to it. We wanted to hear remix versions and we don't need it because, you know, quite frankly, Sgt. Pepper sounds great no matter how it is. It really is. All right. All Beatles do. Yes, they could all use improvement. But back then we weren't thinking it could use improvement in 67 when I heard it. It was great. So it's only with new technology. But. As we get older, I look forward to the releases because, like, if there's a revolver coming out, who knows? But let's assume there is, all right? If a revolver comes out, it's my favorite Beatle album, so I'll look forward to hearing the remix of it. Sure. But, sure. you know, depending on the monetary situation, because when people get older, we have different obligations. You know, we have bills, we have kids, we have wives and families and boyfriends, girlfriends. It's different when we were the five-year-old and wanted just to hear the music. Now, if we want to spend 150 bucks on an archive edition, you know, is it, do we put food on the table for our family or do we listen to the Beatles again? Right. Again, not right. just right. new music. If it's Double. new music, you know, you could just again or hey Jude. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> sorry. SWRSO 385. Um, <laughs> and right back at you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> but so do I need to hear it again? I'd, I'd love to because I want to hear the freshness of it because mm -hmm. it does take you back to your childhood. But, you know, people our age and older are starting to lose their hearing. It's not like, you know, you, yeah, you do get, right. it's, a, it's a real consideration. Right, and right, do we even right. notice the difference, the sonic difference of, you know, the, the of the remaster? Sometimes you don't because you get older. Like, well, a lot of people listening through their computer and oh, those speakers right. aren't the best in the world, right, you know, right. you know, so that, that's part of it, too. So you, this new generation that's coming in, they, you know, unless they're rating their parents uh, record collection, many are. And, and now they're re rating the CD collection because there's a whole generation there. So depending on which version they get, you know, they might say, oh, that's good enough. Or they right. might say. Or they might get in depth like we do and other people listening to the show and say, OK, I need I need that box set of Sgt. Pepper. I All need right. that white album because I finally hear the, the proper length version of Not Guilty right. instead of that poorly edited version that's on Anthology 3. Sorry. OK, well, I was going to say I'm going to backpedal that because, okay, because back. I'm going to backpedal back to the idea of the box sets because, you know, I'm not stopping anything about the fact that. The young collectors now, it's not confronted with the idea of whether or not you're going to buy the single album, Sgt. Pepper, or the box set. 
you're confronted with the idea is with does the single album that still represents the original mix as the Beatles envisioned it at the time versus the remixes that are in all the archive boxes. Now you've got an idea that, you know, I, I was thinking that, right, well, you're throwing the kids in the deep end as collectors, but you're still, you're, there's still that differentiation. There's still the idea that, that the kid collecting the Beatles does still have the option to go and get the original albums as they stood versus yeah, and, getting the box. And they've and the Beatles. Too. So, right. The Beatles so, have always had the, that one album, you know, the original Abbey Road, the original Pepper as a separate buy. So if you want to get that, it's because it's the original, it's still out there. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the yeah. two, two CD set that they put out starting with Pepper had the remastered version or remixed yes. version. Yeah. And then they had a second disc of outtakes, yeah. which sort of matched the first disc. So to me, as a, as a collector, if I didn't, wasn't doing the show, that, that two disc set for financial reasons covers a lot of bases. It sure does. Sure. You, uh, the only thing so is, though, that's why. No, the no, thing no. Is, music versus the ephemera as you get older, like the ephemera is nice to have because it brings you happiness and joy. So does the music. But, and it may take you back, like I said, to a time in your childhood. But, Rob, I was talking to you about this offline. You know, even with my 45s, which I'll get into we, what we still collect, but even with that, you know, we're getting older. We can't take it with us. Anything. That's true. Like, the music, at least you can enjoy. If, if I'm, I'm going to try, it. damn it. I'm going to try to take it with I'm me. I'm taking everything in the coffin. Of it it. Hell. I'll need 50 Paul Bearers yeah. I'll, and George and John Bearers, too. But, right. um, but. Oh. No Ringo Bear. Tony and I will stop before we put you on the ground and collect yeah, okay. everything. And everybody, just shit. give us just give us a minute with our dear friend Mitch. Just yeah, give let me say goodbye. Open the coffin. And <laughs> Thank you. Look, look, he's got a four by four, four by the Beatles. Oh my God, I need, that. need that. I got that. But that'll be that'll. I'll be like, guys, are you kidding? You no, but moment what moment. do you mean? You guys are gonna not? I'm dying before you guys. I'm yours. You just got, <laughs> you just got to that, Rob. You just killed me. No, but but seriously though, as we get older, like if the music you could always enjoy. If I'm if I'm on my deathbed and and you're and you put the headphones on me, Nancy puts the headphones on me and and plays "Help," my favorite song. I I you know some way I'll still enjoy it, but you, you can't. I'm not going to sit there. You know when I'm in with my dribble cup in my wheelchair, uh, which is next week. Um, I'm not going to be enjoying the Beatles versus Dave Clark five magazine. So ephemera is a little different that way. And, you know, you can't take it with you. Right. And even the well, music, if you have, if you have a collection of music uh, that you value and that has value because some of it doesn't have any value, but if it has value, you know, you can't take it with you. So, and I don't want my kids selling in a garage sale for a dollar each. So I was just saying, I told I, my wife has instructions. If something happens to me, she calls you. Both of you, <laughs> <laughs> you guys get the phone call. Yeah, my, and my this? wife has the instructions not to take your calls. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very wise. No, but I mean, I, and I've told you both, I have set up an Excel spreadsheet with my 45s because I've collected a lot of really rare ones and I don't want, Serious. I mean, I, you know, all kidding aside, I want at least someone to know what they're worth. So when I do leave this, you know, earthly plane, at least, you know, they'll be worth something to someone else, you know, and, and be able to be sold if that's the case for a good price. Because, you know, age does happen. 
Uh, death happens, hearing loss, like I said, but I th- and and also space restrictions. As you get older, you know, if you're if you're downsizing or if you're whatever, you know, you don't have space anymore for big beetle posters that I used to have in my room and and stuff. It and also if I put if I had a man cave, that's a different story. But my wife hates the stuff I put up now. I mean, you know, the, and it's and it's rare, valuable stuff like beetle cells and stuff from the cartoons. But, and nicely framed. You don't have stuff yeah. with you're not sticking it up with fun tack. You know, oh, no, no, no. Them. Mine is all professional <laughs> museum quality. But, stick it but up. again, you know, I take up the whole living room, you know, and I, although I did do a lot of fun tech when I was 15. But oh, yeah. It, fun, that fun greasy, those greasy I just, spots on the wall. Oh, that I didn't crap. even have fun tech. I just did oh, the scotch tape and yeah. then ripped it off. So every poster had one corner like, you know, the. And all the little corners were still on the wall. On the wall, yeah. Um, but yes. quite frankly, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. I would love to have stuff now. I would. Well, are you? I don't have the space, and I'm getting older. I don't need it. Well, you've uh, sort of jumped into the next area, but jumped way ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead. It's all right. <laughs> we're we're talking about you know we were going to go to that idea of of what we collect now and and or if we, we still, still collect. collect and why oh, we, we still collect. collect and and why we still collect, which is a primary thought. And also, too, I mean, you know, it's fine that you were talking about that much, but you're you're talking about sort of a, addressing the idea of those collections down the road. You know, well, you have to. Um. Yeah, and also too, we're not you know, fifteen anymore. But but isn't it funny, though, here we are saying, well, space is a consideration. And, you know, part of that is because. As collectors and there's a fine, there's a big line between collecting and hoarding, but as collectors, we don't we don't cut loose the stuff we had before. So we're, we're talking about the idea that we don't have as, as much space. Well, these days we all have our own apartments or our own homes or our own. When we were kids and we were collecting, we were in a room, you know, in a house owned by mom and dad. But you know how so, much stuff I shoved into that room? Exactly. But the but the humorous part of it is, though, now, m- let's face it, most of what we had when we were young, we still have. So um, it's it's been years. I mean, I I have to, you know, and, and, and uh, what's what's the word for transparency? Yeah, I managed and, and co-owned record stores. So or had ownership parts in record stores. So for me, a lot of what I got, I got at ridiculously low prices and then was able to resell a large chunk of my collection to finance my, my master's degree. That's a different, you know, so that was different. That was, that was knowing that I got some collectible stuff. I have doubles, triples, whatever it is. He cut it loose, but we've, we've now got more living space, but the thing is the collections are still living there that we had from when we were young. But but the where are those part. collections? Are they in tubs? Are they on the walls? I mean, that's different. See, mine are are in tubs, and, right. and I sold a lot right. too, Tony, to like to finance my yeah. kids. Yeah, I mean, I sold butcher covers to, and that were gorgeous. To, to you know, again, if you have to buy diapers, you for bought your kids. kids. Oh, I thought I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> I sold my kids. <laughs> no, but if you have to buy diapers, or yeah, look at a butcher cover on the wall. It's a really easy choice when you get older. It's well, not when you're younger, though, because, you know, if, if, if it was like a girlfriend when you're 16, oh, you want to go out with, you know, uh, Sarah or Laura or whatever, uh, or you want to have a butcher. Co- I want a butcher cover. I want a butcher cover. <laughs> yeah, but well, then it gets to a certain point and then that that flips. Well, then we, we also found out <laughs> yeah, it does from uh, Spicer's books that there are a lot more butcher covers than we thought. Well, well that's know? the other thing. And the prices yeah. went down. Because yeah, of that, yeah. it has. But you know, as I got older, again, 
I did sell off a lot of stuff that I just didn't feel the connection to anymore. Right. You just yeah. don't. I mean, yeah. And there's very little right now other than certain things that take me back and cause me happiness. There's very little that I would seek out because eBay has everything. OK. And, and eventually, eventually you more money Mitch, now than you did when you were younger. True. I was just about to get to disposable income. Right. Good. And, Mitch, and that's the other thing I wanted to just say real quick. If I I always say if I had the money I have right now in my accounts, my bank accounts versus 64, I'd want to go back to a certain March of 64 and go to Woolworths and record stores and buy everything at that right. price. And then I would resell it now right. and be a billionaire. Seriously. Well, but you don't you don't think about because who knew the Beatles were going to be the well, Beatles? Of course. Of course. But that, yeah, of see, course. But there you just took us back to the very beginning, Rob, because you just said it. Who knew the Beatles would be the Beatles? Well, I then then are we collectors? Because we didn't know they would we'd be collecting something valuable. I'm we sure people just, collected like Dave Clark five them. stuff. You know, there's a lot of Dave Clark five magazines and other things out there at that time. You know, they yeah. were big, big time band for two years. And but, you know, no one knew that the Beatles were going to you know become the Beatles. You don't know that. You know, you can say that about, you know, uh, new kids on the block. Any, Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. All right, so you we brought up the Dave Clark Five. Fine, okay, you got the Dave Clark Five, you got all the Beatles stuff. That, but there is also the idea that um, now we're we went into an era where, and we talked a little bit about this, where there were just so many, there are so many pre-made collectibles. We're also talking about not having space, and you know, I, I'm talking about like the Funko dolls, the Beetle dolls, the. The, the new g generation of yellow submarine ephemera, all that sort of stuff, aside from the music um, and, and everything from 
colored vinyl jukebox EPs that's going back, uh, jukebox singles that's yeah. going back a bunch of years. But now, how does it work as we're older that we have gotten to the point where it, it and we brought this up at the beginning of the show, it's no longer really what, what we need. It's down to what we want. Um, and that idea of more disposable income. So, Rob, do you look at, I mean, do you see individual things and say, you know what, I, I want that. I'd like well, I, that. I, I don't I, want that, but I want that. I try to look for, you know, being in radio, you know, sometimes we're sent stuff, you know, the radio edits of different stuff. Like uh, Jenny Wren had a, uh, was cut down to two minutes or 208, which actually I thought helped the song. Sometimes a, a good radio edit helps. So sometimes it doesn't. Band on the Run was horrible. Um, but, you know, it depends. Like, the, I have this thing here. I just I just got this about, I don't know, it's called Paul McCartney Rocks. Came out in 90. Yeah. It was a promo-only thing that Capitol put out to commemorate the uh, Paul's tour. Yes. And That's my friend right. Steve Dassa had this. And he got this when he worked at WHLI. Now, I worked at WHLI at the same time. And but he, he got, got there pro- before you did. And he got me there before me. Uh, so because Dean Anthony, I'm sure it was sent to Dean and Dean just threw it away or something. But this is the only place still to find the seven inch version, the remade version of figure of eight. It wasn't on Paul's box set of uh, flowers in the oh, dirt, um, but it's stuff like this. Um, you know, you know, the the 45s from the 70s uh, that, you know, had the mono stereo, even though it wasn't a true mono. Okay. But still, it's it's there. That if I see that, I will look to see. First of all, if I need it. Second of all, what's the price? Yeah, you know, I'll buy if it's a dollar or two. I'll buy it, even though I already have it. But are you are you going to go and again? I'll get something that Mitch and I have you know dealt with or looked at or what have you. Will we and and Mitch, you may be grabbing something, but don't forget we're also audio. Um, no, but, no, no. but are we? Are we at the point or are you at the point, Rob, where are you going on? And I'm just throwing this out. Are you going out on Discogs or eBay? No. To look for these. No. So if you no. stumble upon them, you'll get them. So now, Mitch, is he a collector? If he's not going on Discogs, not going on eBay, but if he trips on them, he'll get them. Are you a collector? doesn't matter if you trip on it or not. You're still collecting it okay. now. Because All right. You're just not pursuing it. Pursuing right. the collection. But, you know, again, sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll be at a garage show or flea market and it's a buck and you're like, I have to get that. Do I want it? No. Do I need it? No. But I have to because it's Beatles and it's a buck. It's a buck. And you buy yeah. it. But again, you're collect. That's definitely a collector. You know, you're, you're, the question you ask is with disposable income, you know, there are certain things that I want. I want. Yes. I, I don't need them. We right. have the music. I right. collect. The pictures, the U.S. picture sleeves and singles and variations of some of the, uh, you know, the 45s. But I'm having a dilemma now because. Where do I stop with that? Do I stop when the Beatles cease to exist or because after that they put out promo versions of Got to Get You to My Life? Uh, they put out promo of Helter Skelter of you know, when they released the singles for the compilation albums, they had promos. Is that a true Beatle promo? And do you yes. go ahead and get new music that was released on a 45 after the Beatles broke up? Are you going and getting the, the singles from the, you know, the singles from anthology? You know, are, are you getting? Well, yes, new but that's, variations? That's the point. I mean, do you stop? Do you stop at the last 
albums they put out, like let's just say anthology, or or actually BBC because there was the Devil in a Heart. Absolutely. So right. the BBC had that. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's so do you, right. So right. do you stop there? Because even the live at live on air, the second BBC had a vinyl EP promo, uh, forty a vinyl EP forty five, but an EP. So I got it because I, I'm a collector of the vinyl. But where do you stop? You know, some people say maybe you should have stopped after Long and Winding Road because that was the last 45 on, in America that the Beatles put out while they were together. All right. Technically. So I don't know where to stop. But there, as far as disposable income, if I see something I want, I never wanted foreign sleeves. You know this, Tony. Never. Yes, yeah. But like there are some that just you know, float my boat yep. and I want them. So yeah, I've gotten so bad. I've gotten to the point where there are foreign singles that I really love. I went to go buy one last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't get it on eBay. Went through a stack of my singles. I have it already. That's the other reason so I put I the XL. Went, yeah. The XL spreadsheet, because sometimes I'll buy something I already had. I'm yep. like, Oh, that's so cool. I got it. I'm like, wait, I had it. I had but, it already. Like for instance, I, I would never, ever, have picked this up in the 60s because I don't live in Greece, but I would never have picked this up. Look at this. That's gorgeous, right? Well, and, and for our audio folks, yeah. they, they are they are multicolored yeah. Greek singles on Parlophone, purple label button. Parlophone. Um, and Mitch, you started pursuing those, and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're are they, those originals. Those are those originals. originals? These yeah. are originals at, from the time. Yeah. Okay. Because look, it comes with the Parlophone sleeve. Oh, OK, the old right. Parlophone sleeve. So do I need this? And the other thing you've had no. on collecting is you've had a hundred dollars. Right. Right. Do I, and, and you know what? This will be the first thing my kids will sell for a buck. But I I to so Tony and Tony and Rob will be there the yeah, first day. But, I, want, but I, I have two of them now. There's like 15 of them. I'm never going to buy 15. But I, I wanted at least one of them because the, I wanted it. I didn't. Has, need it. So has age allowed us to become uh do i want to say connoisseurs versus collectors that's a good we're point. no longer completists you don't need all 15 of those no you're not running around you're not losing sleep because you don't have the other 13 no but you know what if one comes up for 75 dollars, of course you're i'll buy it, it yeah you gotta yeah but all right so i'm gonna throw this two parts to it. It, it's actually two parts is how bad do you want it and how much money is it? And well, if it's cheap enough, you, you might want it a little more than if it wasn't, if it was more expensive. So well, I think that's a, part of it too. I just saw Rob uh, from Columbia, Yellow Submarine from Columbia. It looks like the cover of a 16 magazine. Okay. Columbia the meaning bodies, the, you know, the country. Columbia not, the country. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they drew the Yellow Submarine and the bodies and then they stuck the Beatles right, real heads on it. And it looks like 16 magazine. And mind okay. you, it's from the Revolver era. So it's not the true yellow submarine. Right. From the movie image. It's right. a completely different drawn image. Right. It's yeah. And cool. it's, it's a, <clears throat> a cool EP with weird songs on it. I mean, really, I wanted it. It was I, 300. It usually goes for 800. Wow. I missed out on it because I told the guy I'm going to just wait another day because I was hoping to get birthday money right, 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 <laughs> and right. to buy it. But I missed out on it. Do I care right now? No. I got obsessed. 300 bucks. I'm right. sorry. I could feed my kids. I got obsessed with the Mexican EPs because John 
put the song list together of those in 1971 when the Mexican EPs were going to come out. And Alan Klein asked John to put some song, some track lists together for the EPs. They came out and, you know, whether they're the originals from 71 or the reissues from the late 70s, what, whatever. But I wanted them since I was a kid. I passed them up when I was little for four bucks a piece like an idiot. But now, you know, they go for 25, 30 bucks a pop. But I was able to find like 12 of them for, you know, like a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. And including shipping, you know. So d- did I go ahead and get those because now I could complete the whole set for only X amount more? You know, yeah, I did. But I'm going to throw this out there, too, and then we'll we'll get ready to start to wrap up. But what did the Internet and eBay, I mean, look, let's face it. When we were young, if you if you collected, you had Beetle Fest, which became yep. Fest for Beetle fans. You had your local record stores and you had Rob, as you pointed out, the back of Rolling Stone magazine yep. where you could hook up with some collectors. Yes. When I was a little kid, I had a friend who I traded comic books and records with. Shout out to Rob. And we would trade comics and we would trade records. You know, um, I had this Beatle record he didn't have. He had this Who record I didn't have. And, oh, you know. But now comes the internet. We're older kids now. Don't forget, anybody growing up as a Beatles collector, they've now got Discogs, uh, eBay, you know. And granted, yeah, you still got thrift shops and, and record shows and stuff. But for us, because we were much more mature when that started to happen, what, if anything, did that do to the sense of collecting? I think it gave us a chance to be, as you said, connoisseurs, to pick and choose what we want. It gave a lot of people a chance to be completists, because now if you're trying to find that yellow submarine or uh, strawberry fields picture sleeve, you know, when you went into a store and you saw one, if it was in bad shape, you're like, oh, I don't want it, but I may have to buy it because it might co- complete my collection. Now you can find 40 of them on right. eBay and you, you have your choice to buy it or not. I think it, it gives you a lot of options. Um, but, you know, I, again, if I going back to your Mexican EPs real quick, some of those were cool because they did different things. John did different things. He did like four or five different EPs of just Georgia songs. Yep. So it, those are the and there were a couple ones. of just Ringo songs. Yep. So yep. those are different. But I think with the Internet, it definitely gave us. I mean, it, you know, it essentially put the Fest for Beetle fans marketplace out of business because well, it's a less it's a less it's when you go there, you still find things, but it's not what it used to be. No. Right. I mean, I like I said, I found those free as a bird and real love singles because the guy was looking to get rid of them. So but you're right. The marketplace is not what I it mean. Yeah. You, you know, you could. Whereas a butcher cover in the marketplace might be a thousand dollars. You could go on eBay and find them for, you know, four, five, six, seven hundred now. Yes. And, and obviously you're going to do that. So the, it gives you options. I think that's all. Whether to, whether you want to be a connoisseur and just collect that one piece that you say will take you back to the bubblegum store, like with your dad, like me, or because I would never have found that elsewhere. All right. But it also gives you the choice to, to be a completist if that's what you want to do, because I know people on the Internet on the Beatle Collective Group on Facebook that have 40 different versions of revolver. They want the small print, the fat print, to this print, to that print, to, you know, from Jacksonville, from, you know, from whichever Winchester pressing. You know, and, and, and it gets crazy. It does. Well, that's why Bruce Spicer did his books. Well, yeah, but, but that's the other thing, though. The Internet can drive you nuts because 
You can see everything you want. If you really want something, you will find it. But the question is, do you want to pay? And you could learn about things that you already yes. have or that, oh, you, absolutely. you know, I was recently given a copy of Yesterday and Today. And researching it, I realized that it's one of a handful of pressings of Yesterday and Today where every track is true stereo. I, wow. I didn't know that it was it was it was given to me, you know, right. and now it became something where as a collector connoisseur, I'm going, I like this. This is unique. This is odd. Not everybody knows about this. This isn't the butcher cover. No, it's not worth nearly as much money, but this is something fun where it almost becomes a, a curio. You yeah. know, you can hold up that Greek single to the hard, most hardcore of hardcore Beatle fans. And unless they know about them, know about the niche, they're going to go, oh, Jesus, what the hell is that? And right. like Rob said, hey, is that from the time? Right. You know, so it, 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 we get into that idea now of, you know, it's it's conversation pieces. You know, I'm looking and I, I have I have multiple copies of the Let It Be box set. A few of those have to go. You know, I'm going to hold on to the one. But as a collector, I, <laughs> they have to be sold, mind you. Oh, they have a to be sold. Oh, sold. I thought I thought gifting was yeah, going to be give. I'm just going to be giving them away. No, I mean, I, I paid good money for them. Yeah, I'm going to send Tony a I bunch paid. of Oreos, so maybe he'll go before us. <laughs> Very good. Fried Oreos with buttermilk. As hello, hello, Witty. It's Rob and Mitch. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Just wanted to say we love but, you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 um it's that idea that, you know, as a collector, I saw three of, you know, over time, I saw three of them all at good prices. And like you said, somebody said before, good price. Got to have it. It was a right. good price. Got it. Wasn't a great price. <laughs> wasn't a great price. Maybe they were worth 350 and I only paid 175. But that's 175 bucks. Now, 10, 15 years later, I'm sitting there going, I don't need these. I don't need three of them. You know, Rob Leonard got so excited. He just disappeared on us when, when we, we talked to him. Anyway, but um, so anyway, yeah, Tony, that's to your point, Tony. This Greek single I have. Right. You said it's a curio, a museum piece, uh, uh, not a museum piece. You said it was yeah. something. Conversation piece. Conversation piece. Thank you. Yeah. But. Who am I conversing with? Well, you talk to us, don't you? No, I do. And you're talking saying, to thousands what I'm of saying people is online this, right now. This single, I hate to say it, but this single is going back in the box. So it's not like it's out, uh, out in the open, like all colorful, reflecting off the light. So people come in the house and they go, what the hell is that? And you start talking about it. It's going right back in my 45. You box. should hang it from a string in the middle of the living room. Um, yeah, so right. I'll be a little disco ball. No, but what I'm saying is, how can it be a conversation? If you have a butcher cover, because my butcher cover, I I had professionally peeled and I took the, the peeled because they give you the peel perfectly. You know, they do it with tape so you could have the full peel slick. So I, I framed that with the copy of the uh, recall letter and the, the butcher cover. All right. Sold it for an enormous amount of money at the time when my kids were born. But that I hung up in my house and people come in and then they go, what the hell is that? And then right. you can converse. Right. Stuff right. like this. No one's coming up to me and going, do you have a Beatles single that, that like is, you know, marble colored? And, and no, I mean, of course, it's tough. it's tough because sometimes you have remorse. Like I could have used this 300 bucks on something that we really need. But sometimes you say to yourself, you know what? 
it's it's your birthday. It's your it's your of fun course, day. But I need to have that. And again, that's that idea that, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you know, um, and, and this is, you know, it's the collector justification at work. None of us are running around storing corp- copious amounts of cocaine. We're not, you know, not yet. We're, we, none of us have serious gambling problems. None of us. Not although yet. We're, we're, we're <laughs> one at the fifth race. Although New York just got all the uh, gambling just apps, online so. gambling. Yeah. So we're our lives are over. Next but, time, I'm kidding. Yeah. But um, but seriously, though. So we're as adults. You know, we are permitted our our small vices. We are permitted that, you know, and and hey, look, not to take away. And again, we don't mean any, you know, there are folks out there that, you know, three hundred dollars is, you know, is is the world. And so by all means, my God, we're not, you know, not taking um, it. We are very fortunate. Right. We don't take it lightly. We're very, very fortunate that we have the capability to do that. Very fortunate. And by the way, one thing that bothers me when I. You know, go into a, th- a certain thrift stores. There are people there who will look it up on eBay right away to see if mm-hmm. it's worth anything. And a lot of times they buy stuff they have no interest in as a collector, but they're buying it as a business thing. And well, what's wrong with that, though, Rob? That's, what? that's what's wrong with that. That's, that's no, but a, the problem is that the, it, it, you're right, it is a free market, but the problem is that people think that. Just because it went for a hundred dollars on eBay, that it's worth a hundred dollars, where maybe it's actually yeah. worth twenty dollars. Yeah. But someone got in a bidding war because they desperately wanted it. Oh, absolutely. Well, Rob, the opposite to me is if the if the thrift store, which they do this, if the thrift store sees the word Beatles on it, they throw a fifty dollar price on it, when, yep. and it's worth yep. three dollars. I've been in that store too, that's and diff- yeah, that's I actually went story. to the I went to the manager. I said. You know what? That that Beatles thing is not worth a hundred dollars. And they're like, oh, well, it's the Beatles. I go, yeah, but look at the beat up cover. It looks like someone ran it over. And but so you know, it's it's weird because you know, we, we're talking about what we collect and why we still collect. So so obviously I have the connection to the cartoons because of the book. Right. And and I and then and I went and sought out Beatle cartoon cells, right? And any series memorabilia that is not mass produced. So you can't buy cells anywhere because they're not mass produced. So whenever I found them, they've cost me a lot, but they're worth a lot and they're hanging up. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm saying to myself, all right, that painting of a, of a beetle in the frame is worth thirty five hundred bucks. That's a car to some people. You know, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, car. you know, I, yeah. I have two kids in college. Yeah. Do I need to have that cell anymore? It, it served my purpose. Point. That's a good. Point. Do I need to have that anymore? You know, so people are asking me, will you sell it? And I'm thinking, maybe I will, because it's thousands of dollars back, you know, right. and it'll also justify me getting some more Greek singles. No, um, <laughs> but, no, but that's true, though. That's that's the connoisseur aspect. And that's but, what that's what art collectors do, though, Mitch. Art right. collectors will. And, and I got to tell you, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm selling off C- some CDs. I'm selling off some some ephemera. And and I've said to to my wife, to Winnie, I'm I try to let my collection at this point pay for itself. Right. You know, I try to to sell the things that I don't love anymore or don't, you know, or maybe bought to be a completist. And now I just don't have that feeling anymore. I want to be a connoisseur. Right. I'd rather have something I love and think is really cool and sell off bits of a collection that I, I say, well, I only got that because I was being a completist. Yeah. Uh, but I, well, I want to ask Mitch a question. Remember when they put out the Beatles singles collection 
couple of years ago, and they yes. took sleeves from around the country. Yes. To me, I, I got a little more interested in the foreign pressings if they had a good cover. And right. we, we did a show on it, too. But I, I, I'm wondering, did you say, well, maybe I should start collecting other countries? No, you know no. what? Not because of that. I had seen prior to that on eBay, again, just because I, you know, insomnia and, and a debit card are not good. But I'm on eBay a lot <laughs> at three in the morning and like I'm flipping through all the pages. You're not just putting in like Beatles 45 You right. just put in Beatles and it comes up and a bunch of stuff catches your fancy, like catches your eye. And you're like, what is that? I've never seen that. So there were a couple of 45s from Italy that just had unique pictures sleeves that I went, I have to have that. So, and then I went and, on Discogs and, and pursued it that way. Right, right, but, right. but then when the Beatles singles came out, I almost thought it was cheapening the old ones. Even I, I thought it was a great box. Don't get me wrong. But now people were selling those on eBay for 10 bucks. Right. They right. broke up the box and I could buy that one. Like the, the one of we talked about it, but the one of uh, come together, I believe, or something from Poland or Israel sells for like five hundred and seventy five dollars on eBay. And now, you know, you can get the, the renewed, you know, right. the new one for right. 10 bucks. So, you know, yes, I would like to have that because I'm not going to I'm not going to pay five hundred seventy five bucks for the other one. But it 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 was a cool concept, I think. What they need to do is more of that. I think they need to put out like a U.S. singles box of with all the picture sleeves. Yeah, I think that'd be they, great. You know, the U.K. didn't have singles, so they didn't. You know, they couldn't do that. But they could certainly do more. Well, they, they made boxes. it up in the '90s and the yeah, '80s when they put out the EP vinyl and then I don't the want CDs. That. And, and I'm, but I'm going to quickly turn uh, before we say fairly well. Yep. What we've done then is now it's this idea of, and I go back to as a comic book collector the death of Superman when, you know, they put it out and, and literally you have to buy the death of Superman. It's going to be a collectible, right? Well, right. They, they, as opposed to every regular run of every issue where they ran 600,000 copies of the comic, they ran 3 million of death of Superman. So that collectible that I probably paid two bucks for at the time it's is worth, worth a buck. Right. You know, well, they so, do that with baseball cards now, too. And and there and the truth is, you know, the, the thing about the the Beatle, you know, the, the Beatle world, they are still doing to a degree. Some stuff has limited runs, which because the Beatle collector circle doesn't really shrink that much. The McCarty, next generation well, McCarty three was all limited for some. McCarty three was all limited. But again, time is going to tell whether or not three or four years from now, those are going to be going for next to nothing or well, you can get what, them on eBay now for about what you bought them what, for. Right. So the truth is we're going to start seeing, you know, the Beatles singles box and, you know, already there were a few box sets that came out that were, you know, the next level of collecting where we got them five or six months later, even right now, the let it be box set is going for less than it originally went for, you know, in, in some, you know, in, in some circles. So, in that respect, collecting has changed. But and I Beatles think memorabilia in general has kept its value yep, for the most has, part. It has and has and most part has gone up or at least kept its high value above what the selling price was originally. Yes. Well, you know, the next the next step is is to go to 
um, the actual auctions, like at Sotheby's or Julian. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, what was the one I wanted? Of course, I couldn't afford it. But when um, Astrid Kircher's photos went up for sale, um, you know, they had they're ready to sell them. And then guess who came in and bought them all? Uh, right. Apple. You know, right. I mean, right. that's like the that's like the right. next step up when you have lots of money and lots of time and people yeah. to research the stuff for you because you're too busy making all this money so you can buy the stuff. And, yeah. but, and no, go ahead, Vert. Sorry, Rob. So that yeah, that's a, that's another that's like a, a upper level collector. You know, you yeah. know, you know, he he's got it. You know, it's like it's like in, uh, when Ringo Saturday was Live. a host of Saturday Night Live and an actual Beatle, an actual Beatle. And he Did he know sell. Paul? You're right. You're right. He didn't sell. But, yeah, but there was a question. Did he know Paul? Did he actually? <laughs> I don't like when they. I honestly, and and then I'll I'll wrap up by saying this. I don't like when they create a collectible. I, I don't. agree with you. I I, I, I find that very. It's almost appalling to me. Like when they say, here's a project turntable from, you know, with the 1964 Beatles on it. And it's, it's on this own or the, or I'm sorry, they just did a new one as of this, you know, taping for Spotify where they did it. It's called the get back turntable There's only 1500 of them. And it's 200 bucks. <clears throat> Again, I, I don't need that. It's a Crosley. Well, it's also, so. you, yeah, I was going to say not project. We got to specify. No, that. no it's a Crosley. Crosley. 1500 only, but right. they tell you that there's only 1500. Go yeah, buy it now. But They're meanwhile, eating the collectible and you're but you're still getting a, you know, not so hot turntable. No, no. You know, in some people's right. opinions, right. Most folks who. Yeah. In some people's opinion, as an art, as an art, okay. as someone who listens to, you know, audiophile records, that's not something to listen but there, to. But there are listeners of ours that have bought every cross yeah. Beatles table yeah. that came out. And but that's like their niche. Now. That's their niche. Right. Again, it's that idea of, you, you know, it's a joke of, you know, just because you're a connoisseur doesn't mean it has know, to that, be high end. It has to be high end. You're buying what you love. It's right. it's, you know, I you could be a connoisseur of. Listen, you know, I could be a connoisseur of paper clips. Right. And you know what? Yeah. Because you used to pick my teeth with them. Yeah. And, but, no, I'm kidding. But no, but I mean, if that's if that's what it is, you know, you buy a box of those for two bucks. Right. It doesn't have to be high end right. stuff. Right. Right. Or well, it can be all high end stuff, depending on your disposal. Well, think about think about um, that person who was collecting white albums and had a he had a store in go. the city. Twenty five hundred of them. Yeah. yeah. And he and he was looking for ones with numbers, but he but he bought ones without numbers, too. So, you know, that's a weird collection. That's a different collection. You know, if, if they that didn't have the number thing, would you even care? You know, that's the thing. And um, well, what he cares about is he says they have stories. He loves ones that are written on. Right. Yeah. That and that's because it was a it was a white piece of paper, basically. Right. It was a clean. And, it was a clean canvas. Yeah. And people wrote this is mine or they wrote their names on it. Right. Or they I, drew pictures of the Beatles or whatever. Yeah. I bought a record once. It was a uh, 461 Ocean Boulevard and it, it was a Christmas present. And it said 12, 25, 79. And it said, dear so and so. I love you. Merry Christmas. And it's on the front of the cover and I bought it. It was a dollar, but I bought it for that. I didn't, I have the record, but I bought it because someone wrote that little note on there. And if and you ever find out the name and wrote Rob, no, I was gonna, if you ever find somebody named so-and-so, he's got an automatic <laughs> gift for them. No, but he just wanted someone to say, dear Rob, I love you. I didn't say Rob. <laughs> that's why, but, it, but it's like, you know, sometimes you go to weddings and they give out CDs 
And then you find them in the thrift stores. Right. And you often wonder, like, oh, there's just couples still together. And then you look at the song tracks, like the song listing, like, well, this is a horrible listing. Yeah. What the hell are they thinking? R.E.M., One I Love? Wait a minute, that's not a wedding song. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. on, on that note, um, and very quickly, the other thing, we're not even going to go into it, but let's face it, too, aside from eBay and, and you know, whatnot, Rob brought it up, things like Spotify and, and uh, Apple Music. That has changed the face of collecting for music people. Right. And it is that difference of having to have the actual physical unit, which I know, Rob, you're a fan of. I've said it's gotten to a point now where if the Beatles turned around tomorrow and said we're making every outtake the Beatles ever did available only in a digital format, lossless, but only digital, I would be just as happy if it never came out in solid form. I've gotten to that point. Right. Others of us as collectors, it's got to be in that solid form or we're just not happy, which I get. It's our generation. Well, also, yeah, yeah, there would be some of getting sorry, the rooftop. One more time. You guys are both talking the exact same. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Rob, what were you saying? No, I was going to say that some people would then, if that were to happen, which isn't a bad idea, um, but if that were to happen, I could see people making covers and, and, and making, you know, like the uh, 60 covers, the 63 bootleg thing that came yeah, out. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. had a, a, someone came out with some covers for that. So. What were you going to say, Mitch? No, I was going to say I would love to. I would love to see a a twelve inch version of the Get Back Rooftop performance, sure, because it has a cool cover. Sure, so sure I don't like the no. cover they use where the, no, I get it from understand. the back, and it does, right. doesn't look like John's body. But <laughs> it's Neil Innes. anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, so on that note, um, that this has been uh, uh, us from Fab Four Free for All. We were talking about collecting and. Uh, the history of our personal collections and, and uh, how it has changed over the years and what collecting is like now. Uh, so uh, I just I've, want to mention two more things uh, that, that I've gotten because as a collector to be in the radio business, there was a love CD. That was a four track sampler that actually has opens and closes. It doesn't all fade into everything. That's really cool. And then there was one when help was released on, on DVD, yeah. Uh, Capital put out a, a seven track CD sampler, which is basically all the songs in the movie. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that is like promo copy stuff and you know wasn't available anywhere else. So I, I like that a lot. And, um, you know, I, that's the type of stuff that I collect. If anyone wants to send it to me because, you know, they've ran out of space. What are you, you soupy sales? Just send a dollar to. No, I didn't, I didn't say a dollar, you know, you know. <laughs> Just send us in. And if you have any butcher covers lying around and you'd like to send those to us, they're the ones with the babies and the meat. And it's really ugly to look at. You yeah, I, my eyes house. burn when I see it. Yeah. So oh, send it to Fab Four Free For All. <laughs> and all you people in Greece, send me your singles. Oh, everybody in Greece, send send Mitch your send him. send him your comb. Send him your your. I don't need a comb. <laughs> anyway, I don't have enough. All hair. right. So for Fab Four Free For All, I've been your moderator, Tony Chiguardo. Joining me as always is. Go ahead. To my to my Mitch left. Axelrod. Oh, Rob <laughs> Leonard. And, and Mitch Axelrod. Good night, folks. <laughs> and good, good night, folks. We'll see you all soon. <laughs> Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album, Digital Retro, and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. 
Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.